Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Lone Alster Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC John Coleman. Yo, what's poppin'? Well, new year, but not you new us because we're still at the original T-Lop set, and I'm still using that over-the-top, come at you hardcore T-Lop intro. There you go, Dustin. I have a question for you, John. Mm-hmm. I know we are going to be changing up the set. We're going to be moving into an actual podcast studio that you're building out for us. Allegedly. Allegedly. I just got to unscrew the smoke detectors and then we'll be good to move in. Should we or should we not change the intro? Or is it kind of like who we are? No. Like whether you like it, loathe it, hate it, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, we are can, who we are. Yeah, yeah, keep it. Unless we are who unless we something are. like tickles your fancy one day and you're like, oh, I'm, insp- like I'm inspired to go this direction. There is no wrong answer. What if we changed it to the Dio and JC show? No, then not every but no. I what if we changed it to the JC no, and Dio show? No, keep your name in it. Keep my name out your mouth. No, you can have it. I want no, no, I want nothing, no. What if we call this JC and the other guy? No. This that should, would be awesome. No, it, I, I want no part. The fact that I'm showing my face in 2024, I might start just blurring out my face. Just like I could. JC, look at this. Dave no. Ramsey has Dave Ramsey. Never heard of him. Joe Rogan has Joe Rogan. Sure. Well, I, I kind of want that. Stop chasing things you don't need. All right. All right. Hey, I'll do that. Hey, Happy New Year to you. I guess, allegedly. Yeah, ha- Happy What'd New Year What'd you do for your you? New Year? Do you have any dumb plans to hang out with your family and light up fireworks in your cul-de-sac? Would, why are you making fun of me? Yeah, Is that dude, what you're doing? Is that what you're doing? Because I hit I me. I was like, dad. that's actually what you're going to be doing. I live in suburbia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what I did? Who knows? I'll tell you next episode what I did. How I got about a that? half a eighth of mushrooms left. And I'm about to go to the moon. Are you really? Yes. Nice. <laughs> Good for you. One day, Dustin, I want you to get. I'm, I, I need you to microdose because that's when you. I, I'm not opposed to it. Okay. I'm. I'm not opposed one bit. In fact, my cousin, like that's like his jam. I'm serious. And he's like, he's like, dude, this is better than alcohol. It's better than weed. Literally. Yes. When I'm on the mushrooms, when I'm on the Super Mario's, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I just <laughs> giggle and just like walk around. It's great. If, you know what? I don't laugh enough. Um, and I'm the type that if you get me laughing, you oh my stop. god, it's loud. Nah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I'm keeled over uh, into, and it's nonstop. That was, um, you know, I got to hang out. It's interesting. You get, you know, life only gives you so many really good friends, right? And sometimes you don't recognize what you have. But like, I have these good friends, like Chris and Meredith. Shout out, like, love them, love them, dear, dear friends. Knew them for 18 months when I was 22 years old. We lived in Atlanta, Georgia together. Our wives work together. Here I am 20 years later, and they are still some of the near, oh, nearest yeah. people. We haven't lived in the same city, same state in 18 years. We basically knew each other for two yeah, years, yeah. but just connected, just That's somehow right, connected. Yeah. And anyhow, we got to spend time with Chris and Meredith when we were up in, um, in the mountains because we were up in the mountains of Georgia, North Carolina, only a two-hour drive from them. And leaving as that's what i said i hadn't laughed that hard Mm -hmm. in years like Mm -hmm. whatever we were doing it it wasn't anything like over the top funny but such a good time so if you're telling me i can microdose and laugh i'll give you some of these these shroom chocolates have your ass inside out in the best way possible (laughs) in the best (laughs) i'm serious (laughs) yeah because i'm gonna say 
I just signed up for my colonoscopy. That's fine. And that's going to have my oh, ass it'll inside it'll, out. Yeah, it'll clear your bowels as well. Yeah. So, you know, two oh. birds with one stone. It'll oh, okay. flush you out. Oh, it doesn't yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of gross. It is a but, fungus. Um, but, yeah, you know, look, y'all, this is some serious stuff going on out there. Like, some of my PSA announcements beginning of the year. Oh, uh, look, you're, you're 40. You're a male. You're especially 45. You're male or female. And you haven't gone in for the Roto-Rooter? Like, Y'all got to do it. You Dio, just yeah. got to do Dio it. Dio got shocked. And he's all, yeah, he feels like concerned now. Because you're 44. Is that how old are you? How old I, are you? I turned 45 on my last birthday. So I'll be 46 on my next birthday. <laughs> and that's how it oh works, Sean, by the way. You like how I said that. That's how it works. But, yeah, like, um, we we just um, just found out that a dear friend right. from childhood, like a guy that I played high school football with that I used to still see at the football games because his son played and my son played. and still friends with with his ex-wife and we all kind of run in the same circles yeah he just passed away at the 44 years 44 years old passed away of colon cancer get that shit checked yes get your shit checked I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that put on a t-lot t-shirt get your that may, shit checked. get your shit checked yeah, that's good yes i mean that's um you know so you know my heart pours out to to, to his parents to his sister to to his his current wife his ex-wife his children like it's just sad so that for me was like, all right, it's been sitting on my to-do list. You know it's not on my to-do list? I have my appointment mm-hmm. to have my consultation to schedule my appointment to go get the whole scope up the poop shoot. Yeah. 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 So you're a couple years behind. Yeah, thank yeah. Thank well, actually, God. mentally, I'm still a child, so. Oh, it's no, no. <laughs> we go off of your physical age. I'm a late bloomer. I can't even grow a full beard, Dustin. No, so that I mean, get I got carded this morning at 9 a.m. trying to buy a Heineken. Did you really? Yes. Let's not even talk about why you're buying a Heineken at 9 a.m. Hey, man, it's night. Oh, when you man. wake up in Florida and it's a sunny, beautiful day after being like 37 degrees or 40 degrees, you know, you feel good about yourself. Yeah, a beautiful morning. Well, I'm excited for 2024. I'm happy that 23 is behind us. I'm excited Thank about God. everything 24 is going to be. And honestly, growing out this T-Lop community. This is about like we are going gang to be, we, we are shaping and reshaping the future of the mortgage business. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I'm stoked, I'm excited. We're kicking it off with in just what is it like 10 days now? I guess. In 10 days I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Holy shit. LOs come join us. It's going to be a hella good time. I'm going to put on a show. We're going to drop not lots of knowledge, bring tons of value, and we're going to have a couple beers, beers afterwards. Yes, sir. Yes. So go to tloponline.com. Mm-hmm. Go to our website. That's tloponline.com's our <laughs> website. And uh, you can register for the event right there. It's free thanks to the sponsors. Yeah. Whew. Hey, John, today's episode. Mm-hmm. Let's get ready to rock and roll. Let's kick the year off on a good note. Yeah. We're going to bring value. I thought about doing something that was specific mortgage, specific loan officer. I'm like, nah, not really feeling it. Okay. Now, it's going to be geared towards people in mortgage and real estate financial sales. But it's essentially looking back, coaching loan officers the past two going on three years, right? We're getting ready to kick off another coaching group for anyone interested, reach out to Nikki Ray on our team. But when you coach, what you find is that there's common themes across the board. When you get coached, you find common themes across the board. We call those patterns. And I teach people to follow the patterns. And then when I do deep dives, into other people's podcasts, whether it's Ed Milet, whether it's Hermosi or anyone else, or I read books, whether it's a John Maxwell book or something different, Ken Blanchard, um, you start seeing, wow, this is the same shit repackaged and repurposed. Or as a coach, I'm like, wow, I can almost guess the questions you're going to have. 
But what I recognize is that these are consistent needs or consistent voids that need to be filled. So I want to do an episode today. I'm just going to pick five. Like these are the five things that any business coach is going to teach you. And I'm going to give them away for free. I'm going to save some people some money. Don't go buy the book. Don't tune into that other podcast. You don't need to sign up for coaching. You just got to master <laughs> these five things. Okay. But please know there's more to it. So this is our way of starting off the new year, maybe saving some people a few hundred bucks and giving them something of value that if you were to coach, regardless of industry, if you were to buy a book on running and scaling businesses, these are the five most common talking points or chapters or discussions, training modules that are going to be presented. Okay. And I'm going to do them in no real particular order, but in a particular but order. in an order that I feel like is, is my favorite way to organize them. Okay. Okay. The very first thing you're going to do, John, mm -hmm. is you're going to be taught the importance of managing your time. Mm. It sounds basic, mm. but it's one of those things that you have to first conquer blocking and tackling before you can move on to some of the more creative ways to winning a football game, right? It's the reason why when Mark Holmes was playing in the European Basketball League, he didn't just go out there and start doing like 360 dunks and during warm-up. No, it started with first 53 throws, free throws. Mm -hmm. Then it was right-handed layups and left-handed layups, right? This is the first place you're going to start is your time. So if you're coaching with me, the first thing I'm going to do for 30 days, I'm going to make you track your time. Boring AF, but important. You have to know where you're spending your time. Because within that knowledge, you're going to look for areas of improvement. You're going to look for um, areas that you can cut, areas that you can add. But for 30 consecutive days, from when you start up, start up, from when you wake up to when you go to bed, every 30 minutes you need to track as if your ass was a CPA and it was tax season. You have to track where you're spending your time. Because what we're looking at is green time and red time. We've done a whole entire episode on green time and red time. What we're also looking for is intentionality. How intentional are you being with your time? What we're also looking for is efficiencies. Are you being as efficient as you could be? Right? Efficiencies for me, here's a, a, an easy hack. How many phone calls do you make at 3.30 p.m. that you could make at 4.30 p.m. from your car on your drive home? We all have Bluetooth in the car anymore. Maybe you could have done something else at 3.30 and taken that call at 4.30. That's just a quick hack to become more intentional with your time. So it's going to start with the time and figuring out where you're spending it, how much of that is green time, how much of that red time, and then where we can look for efficiencies. It's also a good like understanding where have you been? Like, where have you been all this time? Where, what are you doing? A lot of times you're wasting time, right? A lot of times you are spending too much time not getting shit done because you're spending time trying to make it perfect. Picking your ass, as my wife would say. Okay, maybe that's, that's what your wife would say. <laughs> my father would say that too. It's interesting. Did, yeah. uh, did, did she grow up in Annapolis, no, Maryland no, in the didn't. 1960s? But it's one of the things I used to make fun of people, and then she took it and used it against me, so... That's what she says. What are you doing standing in the corner, picking your ass? Answer my question. Yeah. <laughs> no, so many, so, so many times what I'm getting at is people spend too much time planning and yeah. less time doing. 
too much time trying to make whatever that presentation is or whatever that that marketing idea is perfect. Mm -hmm. They need the right logo. They need the right verbiage. By the way, Chat GPT can help you get some of the right verbiage. Mm -hmm. But and then they'll do the task. And I was like, no, do the task. Do the task. Do it well, and then look for improvements instead. So you go back and you look at where they're tracking their time, and it was three hours planning a meeting. I'm like, in those three hours, you wouldn't have needed the meeting. You could have picked up the phone and called all 100 people individually and never needed a meeting because mm -hmm. you just said what you had to say to each person individually. So those are the things that you look for, and you have to do it for 30 days. All right, the second thing that I'd have you do, we now need to prioritize your activity. That's when we get into red time, green time, right? Because I got to see where you're tracking your time. We got to talk about where you could pick up some efficiencies, where you're potentially wasting time, um, and where you need to dedicate more time. That's what this does. And by the way, more time is not just to your business. It's to your family. It's to your health, right? Are you exercising appropriately? And it's also understanding that, look, there's 24 hours in the day. I need and want you sleeping eight. Studies, science show it's eight hours sleep. So if you're doing that, that leaves you with 16 hours left. Of the 16 hours that are left, five of those seven days, I need and want you working eight to 10 hours every day, eight to 10. I'm not saying 16 or not saying 12, eight to 10. That'll leave you six to eight hours every single day. Actually, not every single day, just five days a week. You have six to eight hours to do whatever the F you want. Go grocery shopping, get a massage, go to the gym, spend time with your kids, hang out with your spouse, right? whatever you want to do. Smoke a bowl, play video games. Yes. It's in there. And then you get the whole entire weekend, most weekends, not all weekends, but most weekends all to yourself. Sometimes you will need to work four hours a week. It all depends on how much money you're trying to make and what you're trying to build and scale and where you are in your season of life and your season of business. Okay. That's where coaching gets deep. You got to pay for that shit. All right. Yeah. But prioritizing your activity is just simply making sure that you're doing more of the right things and less of the wrong things. If you're in sales and marketing, you're putting your sales activities first and you're spending at least ample hours getting them done. If you're ever going to have to cut something out, make sure you cut out the things that are less important. The less important are the things that don't make you money. The less important are things you can eventually pay someone else to do because you're too busy making money to get to them. Let those things start to slip and slide. Never let your sales activity slip and slide. So we prioritize it. We also organize. So part of prioritizing your activity is organizing. It's when are you going to do it? Is it the first week of the month? Is it the is it every Monday? Is it the third Thursday? Whatever it is, it's going to be prioritized. It's going to be scheduled out and, and you're going to make sure you're focused on the right things and you're going to do more of the right things and less of the not right things. Pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. Saving you a book and I'm saving you about, you know, a couple grand in coaching if you can just focus on this. Now's when we have fun. That was the boring stuff, but oh. it was like blocking and tackling. Okay. Blocking was the time. Tackling was a prioritization of activity. We're going to get deep. Mm -hmm. How well do you know you? Like, you know you. Who are you as a person? Who who has, Who are you as a professional? Because what I've learned, and I did this the wrong way for a decade, if not two, of my life. I spent too much time trying to be what I thought you wanted me to be. And you know what I did? Attracted the wrong people. Attracted the wrong clients. Attracted the wrong referral sources. I basically lied by showing you a version of me that wasn't true and wasn't real. I lied to myself, which means I wasn't true to thine self. And I lied to you, but I convinced you to want to do business with me. But now that relationship, eh, it's not necessarily the smoothest or this transaction seems to be starting off on a rocky foot. Why? Because 
you came to me for my expertise and my service, but usually because you liked me. But what if you only liked the version of me I showed you? And then I have to keep up with all of these lies because mm -hmm. I have how many referral sources and how many clients? And I forget what version of me did I show you? Did I show you the wild and crazy DO? Did I show you the buttoned up? I used to go to Catholic CCD and confirmed version of me. Did I show you the me that is all into being a country boy? Or did I show you the me that was all into, you know, like, no. Or did I show you a me that's not even really me? I need to be me. I need to not hide from who I am and I, and, and I need to embrace it. Now, I still need to be polished. I need to be professional. I need to be thought out, articulate, high agility, lots of ability, positive attitude, right? I have to, I have to embody that. I love this about my buddy, Tim Davis, Tim Davis up in Nashville, Tennessee. And Tim talks about, he's also, uh, he's in the coaching space in the mortgage industry. And he talks about um, having a client that he wouldn't take on. And the client's like, but man, I'm willing to pay you. Take my money. Yeah. And Tim's like, but you're an asshole. I don't want to work with your ass. Yeah. He goes, not, not only do I not want to work with you, you're not likable. I can't coach someone who's not likable. Hmm. So if your personality is one of not being likable, I'm just going to tell you sales is not for you, right? That's not for you. You need to go work in an industry where maybe it's more like solo work. It's like, if you're, if you're not a good team player, go be a wrestler, go play tennis, be a diver, be a swimmer. Not saying those aren't totally team sports. Cause I do get that there is a team score, but if you're not likable, sales is probably not for you, hmm. but I'm assuming anyone who's tuned in this far as sales is for them. You must be likable. So he, he, here's what I want to get at when I say no you. If you're a freak, fly your freak flag. Still be professional, still be polished, but be you, authentically you. And I'm going to promise you this. You'll attract those types of people to be your clients and your referral sources. If you're a nerd, nerd out and seek other nerds to be your referral sources and to be your clients. Right? If you're a dude who... You love to go to the doctor to get your hormone replacement. You then go to the gym and you just crush it, bro. Arnold. Yeah. And you wear affliction t-shirts and you love MMA. You're definitely and not alone. you officer. crush beers, right? And this is you, right? And, and you may be the guy at the tailgate at, at, at 2 p.m. who's blackout. Hey, own that shit. Correct. I promise you, because I know guys and girls yeah. in this industry. There's someone passed out in a ditch right along next side of you that needs a home loan. Yeah, and, and you know what's going to happen? Y'all are connected. Y'all are bonded. And you never have to exhaust yourself right. wearing the suit and, you know, talking the banker talk. No, be polished and professional, but still be you. I think that's the balance. And that's the one thing that I wish I embraced earlier on in my career. Mm -hmm. And I still work today in my mid-40s at being more of as known who I am. And being that person, that way when the people I attract will be attracted to me, I don't have to be anything else. And they're going to like me for who I am. They're going to trust me because I'm probably like them. And we're going to do great business together. Right. Now, the more polarizing you are, please know that you're going to have a much smaller um, clientele base than someone who is more moderate, more in the middle. But there's also going to be less of you. That means you may be the only player in that space and you get to do all those people's loans. You get to, you know, sell all those people life insurance or you get to sell all those people's homes. So it very well could work out in your favor. But I would highly encourage you to know who you are. Now, once you know who you are, you got to know your audience. That is number four. Know your audience. When was the last time y'all sat down and said, my audience looks like, sounds like, 
is into X, Y, and Z. We have Coach Kayla. I love Coach Kayla. I love her story, right? I love her because she came from multi-level marketing and she crushed it there. I love the fact that she's a millennial, that she's newer in the industry and she's putting up like three, four, five thousand, or not three, four, five million dollar a month months as a mortgage loan originator. But here's what I love about her, how intentional she was getting into the business three years ago, going on now four years ago. She knew that she wanted to work with realtors who were she's and not he's, preferably. That were moms and not not moms, preferably. And that were badass business professionals. That's what she wanted. She looked for well-dressed, power suits, high achievers, high earners, moms. And it worked phenomenal. Because when you get to know Kayla, guess what you know about her? Wow, she's polished. Wow, she's professional. Wow, she has high drive. Wow, she's dressed really well. She's a mom and she's a she. Talk to our girl Gwen Swain out in Boise. Same exact thing. That professional knows her target audience. The same thing goes if you're a recruiter, right? Let's say you, or you're an owner of a company. You're trying to attract talent to your company, right? I guess in a sense, that's a recruiter, but it could be an owner. Who's your ideal associate? And then are you putting out the messaging and the vibe that attracts that person? What, what do your job descriptions look like? What are your recruiters stating? Who are they looking for? You have to know who your audience is. What type of person is attracted to you? But more importantly, what type of person do you want to attract? And then what, what is your content? Your content, your marketing. What does your content say about your product? Who does your content speak to? Because if I'm trying to do a bunch of mortgages for guys that are ex-military who would run through a brick wall for one of their bros, does my messaging say I do VA home loans? Does my messaging say that I like to bro out? Or does my messaging show flowers and softness and, you know, something like down payment assistance for first time home buyers that isn't gonna necessarily resonate to that particular client, right? And that's, that's mortgage specific. I'm just trying to give you an example of what that means. If I was recruiting for financial advisors, then I would potentially say that my ideal recruit, maybe they were just rookies, right? These are people who are, who are doing transitions into a new career. Maybe these are people who are fresh out of college that I want someone who represents the future of America. That is Gen Z or millennial. I want someone who is first generation college educated because I have found that they have more to prove they're willing to get after it when it comes to making sales calls. I want someone who is bilingual, preferably Spanish speaking. I want someone who throughout their career has demonstrated the ability to be recognized at being the best. Now it may be that they are recognized as the best within their sorority or fraternity, or it may be that they worked at Target starting at 18 years of age and were recognized three different times and given five promotions because of their hard work and dedication. It doesn't have to be like over the top, but like, that's what I mean by you need to be able to clearly define your audience. If you're a loan officer and your client is a realtor, because you're calling on realtors to become your referral source, you may look for a realtor that you're like, I want someone who's full-time, not part-time, 
I want someone who is professional, meaning when I go to the website, when I meet them in person, when I have a conversation with them, I'm like, yeah, that person's a true professional. I want someone who at a minimum is selling 10 homes a year, but, but more specifically is in growth mode. Growth means growth mode means they are consistently investing in their business. It could be in professional development. It could be in lead generating activities. It could be by building a team, what have you, that may be your target audience. And that's what you go for. Because too many times we waste our time going back up to the first thing I teach you about is your time and then prioritizing your, your time or your activity would be we waste time because we first don't know who we are. So because we don't know who we are, we spend so much effort and energy being who we're not attracting the wrong people to our product and service. Then it ends up being a waste of time. And times are one commodity that we cannot make more of. I have learned in life, I can make a lot of money. I can lose a lot of money. I can make a lot of more money back. I can go lose it again. I can com com completely continue that cycle. But I've never been able to lose a lot of time and go make a lot of time. I just lose it. It's gone. Bye-bye. Peace out. Never see it again. So I need to be very cognizant of where, where I spend my time. And when I start to know myself, and then I know who my audience is, then I'm hyper-focused on the right people who are into the things that I'm into, that are going to like me the most, trust me the most, and be the more apt to actually buy my product or service or use me for whatever it is that professional service they need. So that helps me become more successful. And then finally, the fifth thing I would do, and in most coaching, you get this because it's not one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like mm. we don't offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like if you want to one-on-one -on -one coach with me for it to be worth my time. Shit. Yeah, it literally would probably be upwards of $3,000 a month. Mm. And we'd probably meet, um, once a week for 30 minutes now and you wouldn't want to do that. And honestly, I don't have any interest in doing it, but it would be about that expensive. Double the price and just send me an email through our YouTube channel. I'll figure out the rest. <laughs> exactly. You would. I thought Dustin um, was getting my coach. Dude, Why I is JC so here? Much free. <laughs> JC's I'll continue my coach. to give away free, but it's like, no, if, if we're going to coach and it could be me or it could be one of our faculty members, mm -hmm. it's typically going to be in a group of four, six, eight, or even 10. Um, and you get out of that coaching a very, distinct subset of community of people who are like you, who are into the, what you do, who are also listening and believing in the same things you listen and believe in. And to me, the most undervalued aspect of being a part of a, of a coaching program is that community that you're now a part of forever, forever. I mean, when I look at my future leaders program that I did to the MBA, those are my people. We have a common bond. We're not all the same. We don't work for the same company. We don't even do the same thing in, in terms of like within the mortgage industry. And some of us aren't even in the mortgage business anymore, but we're still connected. Mm -hmm. Shout out Haley. Like we are still connected. We have that common bond. You need to find your people in life. Period. End of story. Every book I've read, every podcast I've listened to that I've respected, um, any coaching program or conference I've been to, it's about finding your people. And I'm not even saying like, you know, know, know your ideal client. I'm saying your people are people who are doing what you're doing and they're trying to go the same place you're trying to go. I mean, it's James Clear talks about it in Atomic Habits, one of my favorite books. But if you are a low producer and you're hanging out with low producers, the likelihood of you ever becoming something other than a low producer is slim to none. If you're a low producer and you work in a branch with nothing but other low producers, the likelihood of you ever getting Beyond that, slim to none. Now, you can make a change. You can be like, hey, I know all my friends are low producers and I know that my everyone on my branch is a low producer. 
but I'm going to join a coaching group at which point everyone in that group is trying to become something other than a low producer. Okay. You have now made a step in the right direction to find your people. So, you know, for you, John, you and I talked about this, your middle school friends were your middle school friends and they were cool people. Cut them off as soon as I got to eighth grade. Okay. <laughs> but, go ahead, yeah. but yeah, but like we all have, have people in our lives that they're near and dear to us. Mm -hmm. But look, if I'm trying to start a family and you're not, if I'm trying to climb the corporate ladder and you're not, mm -hmm. if I'm a entrepreneur and a sales professional and I'm trying to grow and scale a business and you're not, it makes it very hard for me to achieve my goals when I'm not surrounding myself with like-minded individuals. So many times I've heard you should be the dumbest person in the room, right? The minute you become the smartest person in the room, go find a new room. Because you're surrounded by dummies. No, it's just, <laughs> you, you, you'll, you'll plateau. Right? I've been so, hanging out with you for four years and I still can't budget or save my money. However, I have turned a corner. I have started to save a little bit more and that's by going to Hillstone and Park Ave less. Hey, that's how it starts, John. It also comes with intentionality. Like, I'm going to coach a group of LOs that work for me. Like, like, so this is a value they get because they're a part of our organization. They get free coaching. Usually mm -hmm. my business partner, Mike Smalley, does all of that LO coaching. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to do it. But before they signed up, I told them up front, this is not for everybody. Like, it's not for everybody. Not everybody wants to be the best. Not everybody wants to work on self-improvement and, and professional development. Mm -hmm. So on your end, when you want to get really good at budgeting, you'll, you will. Yeah. And because you've been around me, you now have the resources and you have the knowledge and you, you have some, some direction and you know, you can come ask me questions whenever you want, but I can't make you want it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's always a problem with, with coaching in general. But if you're someone who wants it and you're hanging out with a bunch of people who don't want it, they'll drag you down. Yep. So something that you need to recognize in general and in business, you got to find your people. That's why there are societies. That's why there's trade organizations. That's why there's communities. Mm -hmm. I look at my real estate investing group, right? So I'm a part owner in a real estate investing company that I founded going on five years ago. And we are a part of this co um, conglomerate called Real um, Collective Genius. So we pay whatever it is, 1500 bucks, two grand a month to be a part of Collective Genius. That's what we pay because we want to be around other real estate investment companies who are trying to purchase and sell real estate at a high level and scale their brand throughout their, their market. And we couldn't do that on our own. We had to find our community. So find your people. I do it with my Central Florida Tri Club. I want to become a better triathlete. I need to find my people. And I have been so happy, like legit so happy. I mean, shout out. I, I mean, literally, see the smile on my face, starting with Coach Hector, start then Coach Jeff, Carlos and Jen, oh, Laura and Juan, like my people. Um, I could keep on going on. I feel like I need to shout them all out, but I've become a happier person. I've become a better triathlete and, and um, just because I found my people. So it works not just necessarily with business, right? Why do they have mom groups, right? Why do you have alcohol anonymous? Because that's what successful people do. So that would be number five. Mm -hmm. So in order, first thing you have to do is track your time and figure out how to become more efficient. Second thing is you have to prioritize your activity. Third, know you and own it. Second, know your audience and gear your messaging to attract that 
ideal client, customer, et cetera. And then find your people, find your people and consistently be reevaluating as you grow as a human, as you grow in business, are those still your people or do they need to be people of the past while you go find people of the future? It reminds me of being in second grade. Somehow, <laughs> watch this, make new friends, but keep the old. Some are silver and the other are gold. I never really understood that. We had to sing that in Mrs. Key's like music class at Jesus. Longwood Elementary. Yeah. Make new friends, but mm -hmm. keep the old. Some are silver and some are gold. I just cut everybody. Both are precious metals and both are my friends. And it's okay to have new and old. But as you grow and you, you progress both in industry as well as in, in being a human, mm -hmm. you very well need to, maybe need to embrace what we were singing at Longwood Elementary in second grade. Well, you, you taught me this. The best, the best three-letter word or four-letter word in sales is what? Next. And that's what I say when it comes to friendship. Get the hell off my lawn. <laughs> well, John, maybe we should sit, sit you down with my therapist and we could talk. I don't need your deeper. therapist. The therapist needs me. Don't nobody want that person full of baggage listening to my shit. <laughs> Pay me to listen to your problems. All righty. So on that note. <laughs> First episode on, of the year. On that positive The next note, episode, I think, is going to be. Was this 399? No, this is 398. 398. 400 episodes I've been doing this shit with your ass. All right, John. So this is the deal. We're going to do all 400 in this particular setup. 401 needs to be in the new studio. Can, can you be ready by then? We can do that maybe, perhaps. Okay. I'm John Coleman. He's Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. We thank you for tuning in on the first episode of 2024. Let's make this year the best year ever. Uh, financially for me, I could give a shit about what you do. Peace. Everything he said. Everything he said.